do you uh, confidants just seem to notice that I keep only using brands and doing sponsorships with brands that make us feel better? That's why I want to talk about care of. It is a wellness brand that makes it easy to maintain your health goals with customized cute little vitamin plants. Here's my little box. I keep it on my desk uh, next to my office that helps you feel your best today and supports you long-term. Think about it. Okay. We are hassle-free vitamins and supplements delivered straight to you. And they come in these tiny, cute little compostable packets. And they have so many instructions on their website to show you how to compost them properly. All you have to do is take an online quiz, which is super easy. It gets really in depth about your health goals and boom, bada bam, like Harry Potter magic, they come out with the perfect vitamin plan for you, right? Because like, I don't know where to start. I don't know freaking what things trendy and popping off and which vitamins to take. Okay. I want to make sure that all of my confidants know that we are going to give you 50%. All right, let's have for 50% off your first care of order. Go to takecareof.com and enter code confident 50. That's right. 50. That's half off your first order of care of vitamins. I want you guys to try these with me. Okay. I love my little packets. Go to takecareof.com and enter code confident 50. Confidants, I am so excited to introduce our guest for this episode. You might have seen him in a video that is going, well, it's not going. It has gone outer space viral. I mean, numbers through the roof. I am talking about Pharaoh Almighty. He may also have a couple monikers, G. Jordan Jr. I learned the uh, proper pronunciation is, oh, you're going to have to say it again. Giovanni? <laughs> Giovanni. 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 It's government. It's government. That's his government. Uh, but we don't be putting people's information out like that. Uh, Jordan Jr., I want to say thank you so much for giving us your time. You have been swamped by the media and interviews for the video <laughs> going viral of you being arrested as a peaceful protester down in Charleston. I will link the video below, but I'm sure you all have seen it on your timeline somewhere. We got connected serendipitously through a friend and we got to talk a little bit last week just for a short amount of time. And man, I realized what a different ass kind of human being you are. Like, I think I had this idea of what our conversation was going to be like, but you, my friend, do not want to be placed in a box. You have so much more on this earth to do uh, than that viral video had started for you. And that's why I really wanted to talk to you is because I just think you have such a unique perspective. And uh, yeah, so thanks for coming on. Um, always, always. You're super dope. Um, I'd love to start uh, actually the day of the arrest because I kind of want to like get through that and then get to like... Mm -hmm. what made you who you are and all the other shit that you're doing and crushing. But <laughs> let's see. So it was a week or two ago. About now? two weeks ago. Yeah. Two weeks uh, ago. May, May 31st, I believe wow. it is. So, Do you want to walk me uh, through that all, day? It's been a long time, actually. Two, like two and a half <laughs> weeks, actually. I bet your life has been fucking changed in these last two and a half weeks. Yeah. It's, it's, it's been, it's been eye opening. Yeah. <laughs> it's been eye opening, but, um, Back to Marion Square. Um, even the the 
the the night before that when everybody heard about the Charleston looting and mm-hmm. the cops fighting the protesters and the protesters fighting the cops and people burning the cop cars and it just got out of hand so quickly and mm-hmm. I'm watching all this on a live and like I'm just like what is going on this you know like yeah. yes is this is this how we want like really want to be doing things mm-hmm. and so I I typed in Google and I typed in like Los Angeles protests or police police mm. protests or something on google because i just want to see all of the videos and pictures of what's been going on around because you're not like America. on social media really which i found to be crazy like before i'm not a social media you're, person you're 23 how the I'm fuck are you not on social media <laughs> I'm, I'm 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 lazy in a sense <laughs> <laughs> got it okay so it you like, make sense with social media i'm lazy you know like i might yeah. post a picture or a video but it's a know, lot it's a yeah, full-time I, job. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I um, I just try to do other things uh, with my life personally, you know, instead of Refreshing. being on social media because I know how it can consume you. And just like TikTok, you know, TikTok, it can keep you in a loop for two, four hours. You just guilty. TikTok, I have a TikTok, but but like I would rather be doing just more things with my life, so I don't gotta worry about the stuff that a lot of people worry about in in the future, mm. you know. But of but course, like that night you had to stay. Yeah, you had to stay updated with the news because it's like impossible to ignore. So you, so you sign on social media, you see what's happening. Mm. What, what, what next? Um, I just, I just started crying. Mm. I just started crying because I, because like I said in the video, I can feel everybody's pain. I can feel mm. your pain. I can feel the police pain. I can feel the, the Black Lives Matter pain. All Lives Matter pain. Uh, pain whether whether they agree or or disagree you know like i feel everybody's pain you know and like i feel like we're not really listening to each other like how we should be you mm. know we're being closed-minded we're being closed off we're like not being open-minded people towards everybody's situation mm. you know and like even with the black lives matter movement it never started out as a competition mm. you know it, it it was just like one person in my family needed help, so they was calling out for help. Mm. And so, so all the Black Lives Matter movement was just saying is that we want help. We need mm. help. Mm-hmm. You know, we're like we're like we're tired of being put in a box where we can't breathe. Amen. You know, mm-hmm. and, and then the All Lives Matter came and thought they were they was disrespecting them, and it's just like it was never about the disrespect. We like we just wanted to have a voice, like how you have a voice. Absolutely, you know? yeah. And then we just started feeding in, in into each other's competition ways because as human, that's how we are. We like we love competition, mm. you know. And then now it turned into a hashtags over competition, mm. you know. Yeah. So, and like that's what you see. Like people are like, "You're you're you're not my mom anymore." Hashtag all lives matter. You know. It's like, wow. Wow. Hold on. Hold on. Like. Y'all like a hashtag see. can can sever yeah. DNA biologically. Yeah, yes. yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, it, like it's but that's but like how funny we talk about it right now. It's really like that right now. Oh yeah. Like, like oh, yeah. it's really like that. Like moms are are putting notes on their daughter's car, the son's car, and like this this bridge has been broken now. Mm. And I'm just like, this is your kid. Wow. This is your son. This is your daughter. This is your right. mom. This is your best friend. Right. You know, but people don't want to have tough conversations because right. it's uncomfortable. People mm-hmm. don't like being uncomfortable. And mm-hmm. like, that's why even me, I'm still thinking about creating my own podcast where um, everybody can come to the table mm-hmm. and be vulnerable and talk about the conversation. We, we need to talk about it because mm-hmm. we talk about it with our 
close friends. We right. talked about it on Twitter, on Facebook, in our DMs. Like we talk about it, but we don't talk about it in public. Right, we're not you know, about because it. we're scared. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we're scared of what other people think and what people may say. But these are the conversations that's going to get us on the right path towards right. a better world, towards a better future. Right, absolutely. And I think you bring up such a good point with this, like polarizing divide, right? Like literally no pun intended, black or white. Like there was never that gray area where people were willing to kind of exactly what you said, have those hard conversations. And it just immediately, as soon as the hashtag went off and I, and you know, I have to speak on behalf of being a cis white female that like so many people I know were afraid of like being on the wrong side of history. So the first thing they did is like, double down. I'm like, bitch, you have never, you don't even know like what Jim Crow is. Like you don't even know anything about black history. Like how the fuck are you going to like all of a sudden be like a black activist and you've never done the work and totally fucking guilty. Right. Like I wasn't really preaching, you know, standing from the rooftops, like helping black people get jobs or amplify their voices. I mean, you know, we've only had so many black creators on this podcast and I went, God damn, how am I going to even, you know, be what, you know, be part of the problem. But I think you bring up a good point that it's not so much about cutting off anyone that's not doing it the right way. Right. Cause there's no fucking right way. It's like, yeah. there's the human way. And so it's, there's ideas. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so you see that all happening on social media. T- tell me about the day of what you decided to do. Cause I've read all the articles. I've watched a bunch of your interviews. <laughs> so many. I'm it's, like, it's too many. <laughs> tell me, tell me what you were feeling that day, what you set out to do. What was your mission or, or um, lack thereof? What were you doing? The, the first thing I want to do is I knew I need to uh, build back that trust with the business owners in the community of Charleston because right. by the end of the day when all of this blows over whether it, there's a change or, or no change whether it's George Ford or George Franklin because you know we've been messing up people's names now because people <laughs> just be out in the streets you know and then forget it a month or a year later mm. about all this movement that happened I knew I had to build that relationship with these business owners because we're going to be at their clubs Damn. we're going to be eating their food you know, like we could be walking their streets, you know, w- walking into their bars, w- walking into their stores mm-hmm. and act like none of this ever happened. Right. You know, when they still have that weight on their shoulder, when they know that we, we're the ones that burned their store down, we're the ones right. that, 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 that looted their store, broke their windows, yeah. stole, stole 20% of their merchandise. Oof. That's a hit. Man, like, I've even you, seen 100%. Yeah, yeah. I saw on my street, I live in a very popular area and mm-hmm. I mean, what we saw was like a couple of points of views. It was either like white business owners who were like, I've got insurance. I don't care. Like I support the movement. Then we had like different minority owner business owners who were like, I've worked my whole fucking life for this. I do not have insurance. This is a small business. What the fuck? Why am I being targeted? I have a BLM hashtag painted wood outside of my business. Why are people targeting me? And then we have the like, I think the dazed and the shocked, the, like the traumatized of just the business owners who are like, I have no idea what to do. What's going on? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's sad. It's, it's so sad that we make the excuse to loot because they might have insurance. Mm. And it's just like, really, is that what we're going to do now? And do you believe that? Like, you know, I've read that, like, from a white person's perspective, I'm not allowed to judge how black people choose to protest. And I have to say, 
I did not see black people looting on my street. I saw yeah, dumb was, fucking white yeah. kids. With skateboards. With fucking skateboards. How did you know? <laughs> it's, 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 it's like that. And I think mm. uh, what I think is really going on is some people think they're doing the right thing, but they're only making matters worse. Mm. And only making matters worse for the opposite um, side. Mm. You know, so they think, oh, we're going to lube in our chest these stores because they don't care about Black Lives Matter and, and, and they're white. And then they turn these stores down and then they blame it on black yeah. people. Right. It's worse. And then and then there's also another scenario where a white person might break down a, a, a window or start something. Then the black people follow that white person, right. too. Because they're like, just like the first stone. Yeah. <laughs> let me just and like that's just how we are black, white, Asian, no matter who you are that's how we are as as humans you make mm. an opportunity for someone to get some stuff <laughs> listen oh, no, i, I went to that. i went you to know? clean up the next day i went to clean up our smoke shop across the street uh-huh. and damn if i did not have to put really hide the florida inside of me because i was like but yeah. there's like a bag of Cheetos just sitting there. No one's going to eat them. They're like half open. And See, then you, know, you convince yourself. Your mind subconsciously convinces itself that it's yeah. the right thing to do mm-hmm. because, because they're not defending black people. Right. Because they're not in the sheets of black mm-hmm. people. But at the same time, they don't got to do nothing. Mm. They don't got to do nothing for you. They, like, mm. that's their life. You know, should they do something for you? Absolutely. Yeah. Maybe. You know, yeah, yeah, but it's not written yeah, into the contract of starting a store. Yeah, yeah, like I don't, like I don't got to help you cross the street if I don't want to. You know, <laughs> I don't. Like I, you're a dick, but you yeah, don't have yeah, to. I don't, I don't <laughs> yeah, have to, you know. So it's like we have this freedom yeah. of speech, freedom of being you, freedom of doing what whatever you want to do. But when it comes down to it, people still judge you um, off of your own decisions. Mm. You know. Uh, off of what you want to do or what you don't want to do. So I, and, and like I tell people, if you really, if you really want to hurt these businesses, just stop going to them. Stop if you really want to hurt, 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 hurt these businesses, this iPhone I have, stop using it. Mm. You know, if you stop using this iPhone, iPhone will take a hit like immediately in one mm. day, they'll take a like 20% hit. And they're a company, and that's a lot of money. And it's the same thing with I, Amazon. It's like yeah, all of these thing. conglomerates. It's like we've. It's become so ingrained in our daily life, and we're so accustomed to convenience that like taking a stand for something hurts our convenience. So we're not going to mm-hmm. do it because it's like it yeah, goes, but then they don't want to talk about that. They don't no. want to talk about how we stole partying and and COVID mask and. <laughs> <laughs> I talked about this with my wife um, the other day, and it's like humans are persistent creatures. You know, nothing is going to hold us back from anything we really want to do for too long. No matter what it is, we're going to find a way to party with COVID yeah. masks and, wow. and still drink and still drink alcohol through the mask. You know, they'll, they'll make the little hole, yeah, yeah, put it under the care. mask. Yeah, we don't we care. Don't, we don't care because we don't we don't really care about these situations no. as much as we say we do. Right. You know, we don't really care about it. We like we just like it for the for the now, for the time. And it being. seems like the same thing about the Black Lives Matter movement is that it felt like trendy for a lot of people. It was like, well, it is pandemic's happening. I'm not working. I've got a lot of time. Let me just like jump into this and like feel something and be angry and loot and like let out my own personal anger. And that's really what it is, you know. Mm-hmm. And like I'm all for that too. Like I look, 
I understand the looting. I understand the rioting. I understand it all because when you're trying to get someone to hear you because you're hurting mm-hmm. and they're and they're not hearing you out, you what are you gonna do? Them to hear Nothing you. has worked. Yeah, that, yeah. That so you gonna like, spray paint the buildings? You're yeah, gonna spray paint the statues. You gonna yeah. destroy? You gonna egg? You, and like that's that's just how we are as humans too. Because by the end of the day, everybody wants to have a voice. Everybody wants to be heard. You know, mm-hmm. and and like that's just how it is. But at the same time. That's not right. So you saw right. you saw all this injustice of like your own city, your own community being torn down, and you decide like, all right, I'm gonna go make right with these business owners because that's a really interesting take of like I'm get after all of this like trend. Hopefully, you know that such shit actually changes. But unfortunately, like as as soon as all these trendy hashtags pass, this is my community. I have to live here. I have to clean this up. I want them to know this your house. With them. Yeah. So you go and you clean and you're boarding up stuff and you're helping out, then what happens? Because you're alone doing this? I'm all, I'm all alone. All alone. My, my, my family was there. It was like, hey, you can do that. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you, know, you know, I do what I live. You know, my, my wife was there, but my wife, um, she's going through like the process of um, not being a citizen. So, you know, so she got arrested. We don't know what could happen. She's got to take care of her. Yeah. Yeah, So, you know, you can stay in the car, honey. You know, (laughs) (laughs) I got this. Yeah. I I got this. Yeah. So, so I decided to go um, down to the middle of Marion Square and just kneel. And look, I was about to do some, some Jesus stuff. I was about to kneel (laughs) for seven days, seven nights. You know, (laughs) this is your performance (laughs) art. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was about to do some like prophet, like Messiah stuff and just be mm. like, I'm going to kneel here peacefully and show people what a true, peaceful, grounded, center person, how mm. my silence could be so loud. Because people wow. don't also know that. People don't know how how loud silence can be, you know? Mm. And, and like, that's another problem as well, you know? But but there's two, but there's there's levels of silence. There's silence as in you not doing nothing at all. You mm-hmm. not speaking up for what is right. Mm-hmm. And there's silence as like your energy is so centered and so grounded mm. and your energy is so focused that mm. it just radiates throughout the atmosphere. Right. And that's, and that's what, kind of, what kind of silence I was trying to portray to the world. So you're you know? literally by yourself and you're like, I'm going to go to the most popular iconic spot in <laughs> yeah. my city and just kneel and like, see what the fuck happens. Like you didn't Basically. have a plan. You weren't <laughs> calling for a protest. You didn't make a Facebook event. You just went and knelt and what happened yeah well what well, i i did make a little facebook live video just saying, yeah but you don't have social media so that that yeah, didn't even yeah, matter yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah i like i like i i just want a, a couple of my friends to come because at the same time no one wants to be alone <laughs> you're like damn i'm bored <laughs> you know it's like at the same time like come on hey a couple and the real ones if y'all want to pull up pull up yeah pull up, yeah you know, but yeah. it was nothing major. It, yeah. was, it was nothing like really organized. It wasn't right. organized. Event. It was just me going off the top freestyling. And I was like, I'm going to go in, in, in Marion Square and kneel and see what happens. And then while I'm kneeling, I see the protesters coming from the right side. And then I see the, like, this is like happening, happening right in front of me, like 50 yards away. The protesters coming from the right side. And then the police officers, and these are like, not regular police officers. No. Police officers trained for this. You know, like they're trained for this. That's why they had the mask. And that's the why riot, the video got so viral because it wasn't regular cops. 
it was like all like they almost looked like they could be SWAT, you know? They were so, like full gear, full gear like full fucking gear. like video game villains. I was like, what yeah, the fuck? Yeah, yeah, video games. And um and basically they they they, they were coming from the left side and they were doing their chant, huh, huh, huh. Huh. And I'm like, whoa, this is real, real. <laughs> I just say, guess myself. I was like, hey, I might, I might get hurt out here. You know, so, you know, really though. Uh, yeah. So, so, but, but I stood my ground. Well, I stood my kneel. And, you, you, uh, kneel you knelt yeah, your ground. Yeah, yeah, not my ground. And um, then they, then the police kind of, you know, because they're more ta- uh, uh, tactical. So they're yeah. kind of box the people in into mm. the middle of Marion Square, you know. Mm. To We've heard of that. Yeah. Yeah, like, in LA, that's been happening time, too. Yeah, but at the same time, they have to do that because they right. have to box them to the safest area to where they can't really destroy stuff. And if, and if you know Marion Square, there's nothing to really destroy stuff it's for grass, that, yeah. that, that racist statue, mm-hmm. you know. But, but other than that, it's just all field. You know, so even even that, like, I just want to note, like, even what you just said, I think is not something that we're consider. Like, that's what made me go, like, well, this guy's different because in my mind, I see in LA the cops like boxing people in, and I'm going, they're doing this on purpose. They're trying to make us angry. They're mm-hmm. trying to incite violence, and you're saying, no, this is like how they keep us safe. And I don't think like there has been room for both thinking of thoughts, like both train of thoughts can exist right now. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. like that's just like a very interesting point of view. I wanted to, to point out like you as a bl- young black man saying like, no, the cops are doing their job. I'm like, well, what? No, that's not how you're supposed to yeah. say things. Yeah. But that's the, that's the emotional side of you that's taken over because you don't, you don't, I, I won't say you, but people don't want to accept me. that's how it is, you know, and, yeah. and like war in war, you don't just do stuff. You have a plan, you know, you have a plan of why you do stuff so you can protect um, your people. And if you're trying to protect the people that you feel that don't know how to protect themselves, you know, you're going to try to take control of the situation. Yeah. And that's just all it is, you know, because Marion Square was the safest place to box everybody in because if mm. they box them by stores, they can start breaking windows, like you mm-hmm. know, and it makes the whole situation, and and everybody start finding each other and, and and killing each other. And guess what? That's exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. So, and like I actually had to turn around because I was facing the opposite way of where they had box people in. My plan didn't go hundred percent plan that way. Turn around and kneel. But like that's what happened. It was a war in Marion Square. People was fighting. Like I was kneeling, there was tear gas like right in front of my feet, probably like twenty feet away. Um, there was paintball, um, um, yeah, paint flying past yeah. me, rubber, rubber, rubber bullets, um, airsoft guns. You know, people tackling each other, people getting hit with bats, people getting run over by the police. You know, Holy but shit. but but imagine the back street. You know what I'm saying? Imagine if that happened by the and you know how downtown Charleston is it's like yeah. it's closed you know mm-hmm. like imagine if that happened by the stores by mm-hmm. by other people that that's that's walking down the street and just want to enjoy their mm-hmm. lives right it's you gonna be take, a lot worse you gotta take all these factors into consideration mm-hmm. you know you can't only take one emotional factor into co- consideration and think that's why it happened because usually that's yeah. not really why why people are doing things, you know. It fits they do like things. a narrative, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so like, so like, that's what I saw. I was like, um, 
maybe I don't agree with these cops, but they're smart because mm. I would rather have a war in the middle of a grass field than a war in it with streets and cars and other people mm. and babies. And mm. I think about stuff like that, right. you know, but once, once people realize that, um, they can see why, oh, okay, that makes more sense because now they're raising their awareness and now they're raising their perspective on things mm. because it's not just one factor that's put into place. And I tell people, a lot of things in life are not black and white. Yeah, yeah there's a few. A lot of things are life. Um, it's a lot of gray. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of gray in, in, in life. And you can get lost in that gray, mm-hmm. you know, because because black black and white mix looks great, right? So, right. so you, yeah, so you just all confused, you know, you right. think it's black, you think it's white, and you know it's gray. You right, know? right. And that it's takes great. you into silence or, or complacency. Yeah, yeah. Too. yeah. yeah. And, and, and I tell people, if we want to fight through this together, if, you, if we want to get through this great together, because this great, this great is big, you mm-hmm. know, if you want to get through this together, we got to work together because mm-hmm. you can get lost easily in it. Mm-hmm. You know, so like, so people, we got to think, think like that more, mm-hmm. you know, like um, it's more selfish thinking you know because right. because a lot of people are thinking selfishly because they they only want to think through one side of it and i was even watching a video you remember that viral video where it was a dad his wife and his kid and or he, or he might have had two kids but he was on the, the delta airplane this this video went super viral and they got kicked off the off the airplane because um, the baby was in a car seat on the airplane, but the guy paid for the seat on the airplane. But they said it wasn't in their um, in their guideline. But he did it before, mm-hmm. so basically they got kicked off the airplane and they paid for those those seats. Right. And then this bureau, I don't know if you saw, but the video I did went viral. Yeah, it went viral. It was like on all news outlet, and and like in my head, I'm just like, it's what if these people were black? Yeah. It would have got twice, twice, three times, four times as much recognition mm-hmm. just because of that. And some people, yeah, they're racist, but some people, they're just evil. Mm. Like, and like not evil, because I don't really like calling people evil. They had evil ideas, mm. which makes them do evil actions, mm. and which in turn, we say that they're evil people. Mm. But if you can change people's ideas on things, mm. that would change their actions, which in two will make them quote-unquote good people right. you know so yeah so it's like perspective that, you know? yeah so that's my idea on like the whole situation so just kneeling in Marion square where i see all these people fighting it's like it's like a movie to me like yeah. literally it's like i'm going back in 1800s going back to 1600s and then slave times like um jim crow you know like it's like it's it's like this is some scary stuff. This is today. This is fucking twenty twenty, and you're in the middle. Of, you're literally in the middle of it. Yeah, I'm like literally in the middle. So there's like hundreds of people at this point, right? Fighting, fighting each other, like running, wow. like people running past me. I'm like I'm like I'm like in Lion King. You know, you know what I'm talking about? And like, seriously. One of my favorite I'm like, films. <laughs> I'm like in Lion King right here, and like I'm in the middle getting trampled by. By was it bison? Was it? Yeah, like big ass ox and yeah, shit. Uh, yeah, yeah, whatever kind of animals those were, you know. So it's <laughs> like that's how it was to me. But while people was running past me, I was like, try, try it my way, mm. try it my way. Just kneel, just kneel, and don't do anything. Don't say anything. Show them how that energy inside you radiates because they, because they, because they know why you're here. 
Right. You know, so I say try it my way. And then one after another, more people started coming, coming and kneeling and kneeling and surrounding me, surrounding me. And the impossible happened. People stopped fighting. Yeah. That's like, you ever seen people fight and just stop? No. 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 You to, <laughs> no. You have to break it up. 99.9% of the time, mm-hmm. you have to break it up. You know, mm-hmm. those are like statistics, you know, not yeah. statistics, but by our experience in the world, right. 99% of people are not going to stop fighting just because you didn't say nothing. Well, and I have to, I have to assume that a lot of the protesters also saw you as a young black man kneeling yeah. and they're like, okay, wait, if this guy's doing it and I'm supposed to be supporting this movement, what he's doing is right. Like his way is right. I don't know what I feel. My little skateboard white boy self wants to be yeah. a fucking idiot, but I'm going to do, I'm going to do what this man is doing. And so I have to assume like your powerful presence and your energy, you know, like I know you're a really spiritual guy and we'll talk about that. Like, <laughs> so you decide to kneel and it creates a wave and soon it was like the mighty ducks, like flying V of people kneeling behind yeah, you, you are in the front. And then you have this wall of riot police standing in front of you guys and tell me then where it went from this silent, peaceful protest to that like viral outcry that we all hear of you yelling at the police that you love them and that you are with them and you are not the enemy. I mean, that video is going to go down in history. Like, you know, yeah, people are saying that. And like people also say, you don't know how big of what, like what you did um, will make an impact on the world now and the world in the future. And like, I, sounds, still can't, yeah. I still can't wrap my head around it because it's, it's so big. People are like, oh, you got 40 million views. I'm like, yeah, it's just 40 million views. But I don't know. You know, I don't like, I don't know. I you can't, that's not that. tangible. That's not yeah, something I, you can feel. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I'm just like, I'm glad I touched a lot of people in the world, but I still can't wrap my head around how many people I've touched. I mean, I've, I've impacted. And even though I came there for a silent piece for protest, at some point you got to talk, you know, like, you know, like we can't just be staring at each other and having a conversation and, you know, like first, like first one blank, blank loses, you know, we can't do that. You know, we got to talk. So like, I also knew you got to, you got to say something. You can't just mm. stare at each other the whole time. So, but, but I knew I wasn't going to disrespect the people I need to help me fight this cause of police mm. brutality because because they're the police, you know. They can be the next police brutality, you know. Right. But 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 I want to say it's it's my job. But I want to help them realize that when they're in the field and doing these decisions, they are impacting lives. Mm-hmm. You know, Human like beings, yeah, yeah, in a big way. So we have to have that conversation. We have to have that discussion. Like I said. And when everybody was silent, because it was like crickets, it was like crickets, you know? So when everybody was silent, I was like, well, G. Jordan, a.k.a. Fire Almighty, it's time to impact the world, you know? <laughs> Just <laughs> a casual like, Sunday for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, it's, it's like, like, it's time. So I was like, um, maybe I know a lot, I don't. But one thing I do know is that I'm going to just speak from the heart, mm. you know? So... So, so that's what I did. You know, I, I was like, look, this is war, you know, but we're not here to fight you. You know, like we're not here to disrespect you. You know, we're here to respect you. We're here to love you. You know, I love you. 
Mm-hmm. I want to see the best side of you. I want to see your best self. I want to see you with the mask off, mm-hmm. with the badge off, with the uniform mm-hmm. off. I want to see you vulnerable and I want to see how that looks. I want to meet your family, you know, mm. and not, and like, I wasn't even talking to the police officers. I was talking to everybody there. Mm. My, my eyes were towards them because we, you know, we don't, we're not owls, you know, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> but, but like I was talking to everybody there, you know, mm. I want to see the best side of everybody there, mm. you know, but this is not the best side of everybody here, you know, because this is only going to lead to more violence. Yeah. Only going to lead to more, more, more people dying. You know, mm-hmm. more drama in social media and news outlets. You know, because you know how they manipulate stories. And but we ain't gonna talk about that. You know, so Wait, like, that's a whole other episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's whole like whole other episode. You know, like like can like can we start being ignorant? Can mm-hmm. like can we start being arrogant? Like, can we stop being egotistical? Can we stop being hypocritical? Can 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 we stop competing over who life matters more? Mm. You know, like, why would I compete with my family over who life matters more? Mm. You know, or, over who's hurting more? If my mm. brother is hurting, mm. I'll be like, hey, you know what, brother? I'm not going to help you because I'm hurting. Mm. But like, like, come on mm. now. You know, like, mm. come on now. Like, that's mm. how we're really going to do things. No, my Black Lives Matter people are hurting. Mm. Let's freaking help them. Mm-hmm. Let's just help them. Now, in 20 years, white lives are hurting for some reason. <laughs> you know, <laughs> let's help them. And, and, if, and if 100 years police are just not, like, not on the pedestal. Don't exist, yeah. You know, and, like, are hurting, let's help them. But those are not the causes at hand right now. It's, right. Like, the causes at hand is not that, White, white, white people are going through systematic right. racism. They're right. not going through that. They're just not. We never will. Police are not going through yeah. systematic racism. The cause at hand is black people are going through systematic racism because the foundation of America was built on genocide, on terror, on mm. racism, on slavery. Like, talk to me now. Mm. You know, these are the conversations we need to have right here. The, the, the conversation I'm having with you right now is what we need to have um, we need to have the truth come out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, the, like the truth needs to be expressed. This, the reason why the system is so bad because the because the foundation was already bad. It was meant to be like this. I think we it talked about it. Like that that quote that says like, no, the system's not broken. It's working fundamentally exactly how it was built to keep black people down. If I mean, like rewatching the thirteenth this country has never given black people a chance ever. From the beginning of time. No, I mean, like, what is that going to happen? Like, hello, what what, did we forget about that? Like, we we have kept them down in micro ways. Now we see it with the mass incarceration. We see it, and like I said this the other week, I was like, if mass incarceration's entire job is to keep someone oppressed and uh, build private businesses to success, they really should be putting white women in there because they love to DIY and they love to build shit and they will fucking make you way more money than anybody else. Like, why are we're targeting the wrong people? But it, it really does come down to that. Black people have never been given a fucking chance in this country. Yeah, it, yeah it's, it, it's crazy when you, when you have an eighth eighth of weed and you get sentenced as a black person in 20 years for like for herb and now we're now we're growing it for fun a a herb yeah grows out of the ground god God (laughs) put it on this earth yeah a herb (laughs) you know but 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 my bad we drink alcohol you know but but 
But my bad, we eat sugar. And people don't want to talk about that. That's mm. that's a whole drug right a there. A whole drug. drug that's, that's one of the most addictive drugs ever made. I right make there. cake pops. You know, I had them for breakfast. Mm. I have a problem with sugar. It's addictive. It's it's an addictive <laughs> drug. They 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 literally had to fight over whether they want to make this legal or not because they knew how addicted the drug was. Oh my god! But they also knew, but they also knew just like we now, the herb that the herb. It can make them that that it can make them a lot of money. So it's a so mm-hmm. it's a disrespect to us when we get locked up for 20, 30, 40 years to even ten years is a long time for a little bit of weed, and now we got people baking weed on Netflix. Oh, come on now. And there's such a huge disparity in the way that like entertainment and government is showcasing these issues. Like, I don't think like I don't think you should be allowed to watch those weed baking shows until you watch the shows that show about black oppression and de or and criminalizing weed because it was accessible to black people back in the day. Like we need to show how the system fucked us before yeah. we're making money off of it like it and now and the yeah and now the same system that has fucked black people are now about to make a billion dollars off weed in the next what few years decades yeah weed's gonna be weed's gonna be a global it's like c fake cbd just wait until CBD the fda things. gets their yeah. hands on it it's yeah. big because, pharma because it makes money it mm-hmm. makes money and if it makes money we they they want all the smoke you know <laughs> they want it all pun intended so, so it like it's just like that and like even like white people might hate me for saying this but white privilege you know that like, mm. like i get i get 20 years for that and you get two years yep that's not systematic racism right there yep. no it's because you know, we're afforded on. the fucking lawyers and the luxuries and we're given the benefit of the doubt right like yeah, when you and, look and at a white like, person I, you think a certain thing yeah, and it's just like you get pulled over by by the mm-hmm. police for a tail light broken, and all of a sudden you die. Yeah, that's but, not- but a white person gets gets get gets pulled over, you know, and especially if it's a white girl, and she kind of they drive you, you home. Know? <laughs> oh, they, yeah, they drive you home, or they or they give you a uh, a warning because you're yeah. you're you're young college. Oh yeah, um, you're you're a young college student, but it give you yeah. the same young college black student. You know, but he just looks a little tougher, right? And like that has been happening forever. And it's only because of social media that we're able to see these things. The way that we're seeing things now amplified because of social media, like this, people are like, whoa, this is crazy. It's like, no, this has always been happening. This has never not been happening. Confidants in this wonderful, beautiful changing of the world and everything that is happening right now, I want to make sure that you are taking care of yourself and your personal happiness. You know that I will scream it from every rooftop that will allow me into their building that I think everyone should be able to afford therapy. And with better help, they will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. I talk to my therapist every week and Jared and I just got matched for our couples counselor. We love BetterHelp. I believe that you should be in the comfort of your own home to be able to delve into those topics and also be cozy and comfy and sitting around in your own environment. It changed the therapy game for me. And the best part is you can start communicating with a therapist in under 24 hours. That's how quickly they match you with someone. 
else. And you can send your message. You can send a message to your counselor at any freaking time. You never have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room, waiting and thinking and and freaking building up ideas in your head. You just think of something and you type it right to your counselor, and she always gets back to me right away. BetterHelp it has licensed counselors who can deal with so many specialized areas like depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, <laughs> trauma, anger family conflicts, LGBT plus matters, grief, and self-esteem. And don't forget that everything you share is confidential. I want you to start living your happy, better life today. And as a listener, you will get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash CI. Join over 800,000 people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash CI. Confidant, sober girlies, are you looking to cut back or cut out alcohol this year? Come on, join me and Zach on our sober journeys. Recess Zero Proof craft mocktails are the perfect alcohol replacement. We've recreated the cocktails you know and love, like a lime margarita and a grapefruit paloma, so you can enjoy the flavors and feelings of those cocktails without the booze. That's right, zero proof, zero compromise. Listeners can get 15% off the recess mocktail sampler at takearecess.com slash Kelsey. Each can is lightly sparkling mocktail infused with functional ingredients like so many stress balancing adaptogens made with real fruit and only 25 calories or less. It's a guilt-free way to unwind. Whether you're relaxing after work or hanging out with friends, make recess mocktails your drink between drinks or like me, your forever mocktail. I am so obsessed with the ginger lime mule and also the grapefruit paloma for spring. It's my favorite go-to weekend drink. Get 15% off recess mocktails now at takearecess.com slash Kelsey so you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. Now, I know what you're thinking, Kelsey, when did you become obsessed with cowboy boots? Well, did you forget that I was raised in Florida? Are you forgetting I'm a little country girl by heart? I even wore my Tacovas recently when I went on a ski trip with my family to Colorado. I wore my white Tacovas when I went to the Taylor Swift concert. And if you didn't think you would need cowboy boots anytime soon, uh, might I remind you that Beyonce just dropped her little country album and you're going to need some Tacovas. Tacovas is my favorite boot brand and they're bringing a fresh perspective to hair boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. Their western boots for men and women are handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. And Tacova's is western to their core, offering a bunch of other head-to-toe western staples, trucker jackets, the perfect jeans to go with your boots, performance pearl snaps, cowboy hats, bandanas, you name it, and they'll get you outfitted. If you can't make it to one of their stores, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. about this wellness we are all about taking care of ourselves here okay we are making sure that number one is taken care of first and i gotta ask do you want to have less stress be more calm get rid of pain and soreness sleep 
easier? Well, then I want to introduce you to Caliper CBD. You guys know that I have been on that CBD game for a very long time. And what is crazy about Caliper CBD, it is not like other CBD oils. Caliper is a powder that is completely tasteless and mixes easily into any food or drink. That's right. I keep my caliper packets in my office desk. I just throw it into whatever drink I'm having, my coffee, my water, my freaking, I put it in my eggs the other day. Didn't taste a thing. And every packet has precisely 20 milligrams of caliper CBD. So you never have to question how much CBD you are taking again. And it has no weird taste, no oily residue or mouthfeel. You'll barely even realize you are taking CBD until you feel the benefits. It is clinically proven that you absorb 450% more CBD with caliper CBD powders compared to tinctures. Let me say that again. 450% more CBD when you use caliper CBD powder compared to other tinctures. That statistic is wild. It comes in affordable 10 and 30 count packets and you can get started for just under $20. And unlike some products up out there, Caliper is completely THC free. You get all the goodness of CBD with no high and you can get 20% off your first order when you use promo code confidently insecure at trycaliper.com slash confidently insecure. You can try Caliper CBD risk three, risk three, also risk three for 30 days. If you don't love it, they will give you a full refund. That's tricaliper.com slash confidently insecure. Don't forget the promo code confidently insecure for 20% off your first. Okay. We got, we got way circled around. <laughs> you're going deep into it. Yeah. You're going deep into it. Well, so tell me about like, so you're sitting there and you're screaming this passionate, like love letter kind of to the audience, you're, you're behind you, you've got the cops in front of you. I mean, you've got tears in your eyes. You can hear the, the rally cry in your chest. I mean, you can't watch that video and not be moved, right? In that moment, are you at all thinking about the potential risk of being arrested or fucking shot and killed? Huh. I, I knew that I was protected, mm. you know, like I knew that just how I am as a human being, I was going to be all right. Mm. You know, like whether that was God is protecting me, the universe, whatever you want to believe in, you know, mm. something was protecting me. Yeah. I would have got arrested. I don't, but, but being shot, you know, that I can never fathom that, you know, mm. but, um, being arrested, I probably thought about it a little bit, but it wasn't nothing major. Or, or if I did get arrested, it wasn't going to be, I'm going to spend a week, you know, and I'm just like, it's probably going to be a day, you know, <laughs> at most, like they, like they, they charge you with disobeying lawful order. And that's, you know, that's not something that's going to be, Oh, you're going to stay in jail for a whole month. You know, it's yeah. like, it's just not, it's, like it's a, it's a minute charge. It seemed you know? like it, it was like making an example of you in that moment. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Yeah. So like basically, and like, Basically, a lot of people, they was like, how come you're not mad? How come you're not angry that they arrest you? Because I was at that time willing to sacrifice myself for mm -hmm. everybody there. That is because fucking I, crazy. Because that is fucking crazy. That statement is crazy. Like, that is not something that you hear men 
doing right well, men and specifically black men doing right now like you're willing to put your safety and let's be honest like your record and your money on the line to to make this moment a reality bet on and, me <laughs> bet on me <laughs> yeah. so yeah so yeah so I, and like that whole situation could have been way worse if because I knew I had a lot of power, you know. Because yeah. those cops, those riot cops, they were listening. They were listening to me, you know, and yeah. they stopped. Like, I like like I said, I can't, I can't even. I don't even know how it happened. Like fighting people, fighting each other, protesters and cops, and all of a sudden, people stop mm-hmm. and we form a line. And all I wanted mm-hmm. to do was cross that line and tell you that, look, I'm not here to be against you. I'm here to help you. Mm-hmm. I'm here to guide you. Mm-hmm. You're here to help me. You're here to guide me. And if we both work together and we now cross this stupid line that we, that, 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 that we always make um, between each other, if we finally cross that, that, that line in the sand and in the dirt, in the grass, and just rub that stupid stuff away and shake hands and come to an agreement that we all want the same goal. What is that? Equality. What is that? Justice. What is that? Putting black people in better positions Mm -hmm. that the system can't screw them over. Mm -hmm. You know, putting black people in better positions where they don't die from police brutality. They don't die because they're black. They They don't have to be fearful for walking down the street, for walking in the park. Existing. I live in an all I, I live in an all white older neighborhood mm. as not even a dark skinned black man, but as a mm. brown skinned black man, mm. as a maybe caramel light skinned black man, <laughs> you know, that look kinda Asian. You know, and, and like and like I still I still get all the looks. Mm-hmm. I still get people who will see me automatically cross the street walk past me and cross right. it again just because they, they don't even want to smell me, mm. you know? Like, mm. how more disrespectful like could you be to me, you know? It's mm. like a, ultimate avoidance for me because, because of social media, because of experiences, because of up, media, they, movies. Yeah, yeah, movies. They think I'm a threat. They think mm-hmm. I'm a thug. They think I'm a criminal sub, some subconsciously. And then it translates into their conscious mindset. Mm. You know, and so they have all these thoughts about black people, you know, so when they see me, they don't know what to do. So if you don't know what to do, I'm going to just vote with you. Yeah. And I think that was what was so shocking in that moment is like you had this attention of these cops and you can see it in there that they're getting a little nervous. Like I know everyone's stomach drops where you can see in the background these like couple white cops that are kind of like talking to each other, like giving yeah, commands or something. And you're kind of like, Oh fuck, what's about to happen. And you know, the way that it's seriously cinematic as fuck, the way they tear through the crowd of cops and come straight to cops. you, they're all <laughs> cops to come and arrest you. Now, when you're seeing that happen, like when you're seeing these white cops approaching you, what is going through your head? Are you like, ah, oh, fuck i did not see this coming like what the fuck uh, were you just as shocked as everyone else i was shocked but i also wasn't shocked mm. let me let me tell you this stuff first i was 
shocked, but I was also more disappointed. Mm-hmm. I was more disappointed because I knew that whoever the higher ranking officer at that time, he missed the big opportunity. He fucked it up, but he missed it. Up. He made he a it. big moment out of something that was supposed to be something completely different. He missed it. He, he got it. scared. Like you can tell the cops were scared. Like they did not like that you were bringing this energy. And I think like we talk about energy, I think everyone behind you felt it. And, and I think even some of the cops felt it. And then I think somewhere in there, you know, we talk about these bad apples. It's like, I think they felt threatened by your kindness and mm. your heart and your truth mm. and their retaliation, their response, which is incorrect, is to come and arrest the one fucking black guy in the crowd that's visible, the leader of this beautiful chant to make it stop. Now, mm. when you were arrested, you know, you had a couple guys stand up and try and say, like, what the fuck? Why are you doing this? We were peacefully protesting. And I think that's what rubbed a lot of people the wrong way is that, like, you were exercising your First Amendment, right? it was before the curfew at that time. Like they had no reason you weren't like inciting a riot or violence. Mm -hmm. I think that's what bothered a lot of people is that like to know that you could be kneeling, telling someone that you love them and you're not their enemy and you're still going to get arrested. I think is like what pissed a lot of people off. So you can do everything perfectly, but still is not good enough. Like MLK, right? Seems. That's the that's the quote that's been going around is like he peacefully protested and y'all still shot him. It's so true. Like mm. you did that was that was the exact same thing that happened to you is you were punished for doing nothing. And yeah. So you're you're taken to jail immediately or do you're taken to the drunk tank or, or what the drunk tank. <laughs> what what did they do? What did they do? They just put us all in the van. We had to wait in the van for a little bit and then we went to Charles County Jail. And that's actually a jail I grew up down the street from. So I grew up down the street from the jail. You know, so I passed it a million times, you mm-hmm. know? So, um, and like, that's that that's the hood too, you know? So mm-hmm. so it was just, like I said, my first um, thought was more of a disappointment because I knew he missed a big opportunity. But at the same time, a lot of people, they want to, played in the narrative and 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 it might be true you know that the cop was racist mm-hmm. you know because that's just the narrative that makes the story bigger mm-hmm. you know but i know i'm not gonna just look at the narrative that just makes the story bigger mm-hmm. you know it could have been he was scared you're right he was scared mm-hmm. it, it could have been that and he wanted to protect his family because to him i wasn't his family at, this, at that time mm-hmm. you know and but his family was the cop's that he 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 had control of you know his family mm. was the cops that 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 their lives was depending on him mm. so he, so he didn't know what my next move was and mm. maybe he saw that I was taking control of everybody there even the people behind me and 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 and, and even his task force and you know he's going, so, oh shit I don't have control yeah so so like it could be that too and and uh, he's like you know what. Um, this guy might be an amazing guy, but at the same time, I just can't put that trust into a young black man. Mm. You know? Mm. You know? That hurts. That hurts. Yeah. So, so like, he could be thinking that too, and he's just like, look, I'm going to just take you out. Because he didn't grab me aggressively, though. Mm. And that's another thing people people didn't see. Like, he didn't grab me aggressively. You know? Like, he was just like, hey, you got to come. You know? Mm. And, And I was just like, hey, you know what? It's okay, because I knew... 
that, like I said earlier, uh, my best move was, was my next move. And if I tried to fight that cop, mm. for whatever reason, I believe that I should fight him. Everybody would have started fighting once yeah. again. And yeah. everything I stood for, everything I came right. out to do, right. everything that I stopped, even be, before I um, uh, spoke to everybody, that would have all meant for nothing. Like, yeah. like I would have done it all for, for nothing because everybody just started finding it would have been exactly what we expected to happen which is what's fucked up about this is what we're expecting to happen should have happened in that moment and what the norm is the way that black men and white cops relationship looks like and i think like you know i want to i want to get into like you know how long were you in the jail for were you bailed out you know you even had jay-z's lawyers writing to the city to call for the dismissal of your charges like are you still charged currently with these yeah i i i am still charged currently for one um but um it's still a process at the same time especially with the covid stuff going on Mm. that's taking a big hit with everybody's momentum. So people got to think about that too. You know, like I said, there's like, there's sometimes there's just a lot of factors, you know? So the COVID stuff, you know, people closing down, open it, closing down, open it. Cases are backed up, mm-hmm. like, you know, probably backed up till next year. Right. You know, just, just so you might not even, by the yes. time it comes around, like, do you anticipate them dropping the charges or do you think like, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. I believe so because of just how involved after that speech, I've been in, in the community with the mm-hmm. mayor, with the city council. Yep. It would look, it would look very foolish. Yep. On <laughs> the whole Charleston's <laughs> platform. I of, love that. Of tourism. Yep. You know, of money making, to- of yep. money making tourism, of the statue coming down, of the Charleston wine and food that said it wasn't going to come there anymore. Mm. Um, if, if, if the statue is not taken down, it would, it would be just a foolish business decision. Do you, you, know, that by do you feel like that's fucked up though? Like the fact that now your arrest and your charges have become fucking political. Like, yeah. wouldn't you rather <laughs> them just be like, no, this is the wrong thing we're doing. So we're going to drop it. But instead it's like, we might lose sponsors. So we should give this guy a chance and make it a PR opportunity. Like, are you playing into that shit? Or are you just kind of like, I'm, I'm trying to find my way. Mm-hmm. I'm, try- I'm trying to find my way to do this. Cause I never knew how political this could be. Mm. You know, I like I just was there to make a difference in the world and all of a sudden I got Republicans, I got Democrats, I got connections to these government officials, these and I'm just like, what this is not this is not what I signed up for. Right. You know? Yeah. And, and I, I, like, I wanted to talk about that a little bit because we, we had talked about that when we spoke last week, is that like you have now been placed in the position by everyone in the media and everyone that you have encountered as a revolutionary, as the next, you know, MLK adjacent, like this is your life's work is correcting this. And what I think is so interesting about a fucking 23 year old's mind, like everything you've also even said, you know, I, I keep going back to like at 23, I was like so dumb. No fucking way that I had this bravery and balls and, and intelligence. I was ignorant as fuck. But that you know your position in this. Like, you know you have the ear of the black revolutionaries and the white Republicans. And you are 
I hate to say like playing this game because I don't believe you're playing a game. I think you come from a very truthful and, and honest piece of your soul, but you know that this unfortunately is a fucking game and you are now where you're going, you know, I hear you black community. I hear you want me to be this martyr. I hear that. And I respect that. And you have to understand like now I have this opportunity to play their game and I've got to do what I'm going to do is the right way. When I think maybe people want you to be reacting differently, you know? Mm, yeah. And, and, the and pressure. I, I've got a lot of bash on that too. I've got a lot of bash on that too. But at the same time, no one knows what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> if you want to be honest from what I've seen, no one knows what mm. the fuck to do next, you know? Mm. And that's why I'm like, let's come together so we can know what the fuck to do next, you know? Yeah. So we can know that. Yeah. You know, so if if no one know what they're doing, it gonna it gonna be a whole it gonna be a whole disaster out here. Yeah. You know. And yeah. Like, and like that's that's what it looks like right now. It's a whole disaster yeah. out here. So, I yeah, wanted so to ask people, about that hate. Like you are getting hate from both sides, right? But yeah. especially from the black community that you've, you know, I've seen the comments where people have been like. He's, he's, you know, uh, what are they saying? Like, he's the, he's the, he's their like little side cop guy. Licker. He's a yeah, cop licker. He's a boot licker. Yeah. Fuck it. I'm like, what? The South really has made some interesting metaphors, but like <laughs> that your own community has called you a traitor, like that you, you put your, your life on the line, but you're not, you can't get respect from both sides. I, I, you can't win. And I hate saying that because there's nothing to win here, right? Yeah, like it's equality. So how are you handling that of like the hate from both sides? Um, for one, I am a black man and I did grow up in in the hood in the urban area. So I totally understand. I totally understand. Cause in the hood is all cops are all ops. Mm-hmm. You know, like you're a cop, you're an op, and if you're a black man, you want to be a cop, you like you might be an even bigger op now, and, mm. and, and like we we don't want to talk to you anymore, and that's just how it is, you know, in the in a hood black community mm-hmm. at least, you know, and it's, and it's just like there's just a big there's so such big hate for mm-hmm. cops, there's such big hate for even white people because of what your ancestors did to us, you know? And what and, we're doing still today. Yeah. Yeah. Suck. yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and even that, and it's just, there's just so much hate. So, it, so it's like when it's just, it's just like this, let me break this down. It's just like when a black guy marries a white guy, I mean, when a black guy marries a white girl, when, when a black girl marries a white guy, you know, it's like, you can't do that. Mm. You know, or they mm-hmm. get a lot of looks, you know, people tell them um, what they're doing is not right, you know, mm-hmm. and, they, and, and, and they get backlash on both sides. Right. But that's like the ultimate unity right there. Mm. You know, mm. like a white person and a black person come together and mm. and being intertwined with with love. Mm-hmm. That's that that's the ultimate unity right there. Mm. But it's like both sides still have so much hate in their hearts. Yeah. They, they want the hate. The, they yeah, want they, the hate, not the positivity yeah. and the yeah, and, love. And, and like I hate when um I hate when black people and white people are like, oh, how come you just didn't marry your own race? Oh, how come you just can't love your own race? First of all, love is such a abstract thing. <laughs> you can't put love in a box. No, that's the one you can't you pick can't and choose. Put. Yeah, you, like you can't put love in in 
in a box. I can't help it if I love a white girl because we done went through a lot of stuff together and she was there for me and she helped me and all of a sudden my heart just gravitated. I can't help that. Mm. It was just automatically pick a random black girl and be like, hey, I love you mm. because they said I got to love some black girl. Mm. But, 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 but I can't love no white girls. That's not how, how, how our hearts operate. Mm. You know, like we love over um, and you are a married to a black woman. Coming. I am. I am. I am. <laughs> it's I am. a perfect example. Yeah, and, and, and so like it's it's like it's crazy when the first thing um, when I posted pictures of us getting married is that oh thank God you didn't marry a white woman or or like I'm like I'm happy you got a black queen and it's just like why is that the first thing y'all see instead of like, like love, love. Right. instead of right. love. You know, because yeah. there's such big competition still. Right, right. There's such big competition. There's, and, mm. and, like, there's so much hate still. But people don't want to talk about it with other races, mm. with people from other backgrounds, you know? And like I said, these are conversations we, we need to have. Well, so, I think it's really interesting that you're, you are able to bring from that point of view, right? Because, like, I think I can ask the questions that, like, I know the white audience would have. And... I wouldn't ever think of that. Like I would never think to have that point of view because it's not my lived experience. And like, mm-hmm. I think you bringing that conversation to the table may, may make some people angry, but it's a part of it, right? Like this has become so much bigger than police brutality. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think like you bringing that point of view to the table and like me bringing my white perspective and like doing this exactly is that, that you know we talk about black white and gray it's like that is that positive gray area where we are able to kind of weed through the stickiness and like you know shit we've already talked for an hour and i know i only had you for an hour but i want to i want to ask moving forward like it i feel like this is such a good segue that your mission really moving forward is about leading with love and like whatever that looks like being able to stand as a proud black man in your and your your upbringing and know that that's important and still being able to politically navigate now the platform that you have like i know you are a dancer like your life passion really was to like dance and and now you've kind of been given this curveball and i know it's probably too soon to really uh fucking navigate that and weed through like what's going to happen next. But I do want to give you a chance to just tell our listeners like what you've got going on, what you're passionate about. We've already talked about um, your cash app and your, um, even your fucking GoFundMe is listed that 90% of whatever you get of your GoFundMe is going to go to different organizations that are national organizations. And the, the remaining 10% is going to go to your community. Like, what the fuck? You're such a good dude. This is fucking crazy. Like, people are asking for your GoFundMe for your case and da, 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 da. It's like, what if you could talk to all of these people? I mean, our audience is primarily like 18 to 30 international, like, what can we, you know, end this on a good note? What can we tell listeners? What do you want to do? Give me your vibe, like spill it all out now. <laughs> uh, I think my number one advice to everybody, black, white, police officer, business owner, if you're the president, you know, if, you, if, you're, the, if you're the governor, mayor, a city officials, you know, whatever you are, we can tear down these statues you know, we can make all these changes, you know, in the system. We can do all of this now. But if we still hate each other, mm. 
inside here. Mm. If we're still fearful of each other inside here, if we're still jealous of each other inside here, if we're wow. still hypocritical, judgmental, if we're still blinded to other people's thoughts and opinions inside here and inside mm. here too, this will all mean for nothing. Mm. This whole movement will all be for nothing because guess what? You're going to eventually end up right back. And here. look, we fucking did, you know? It's been, you know, centuries that we keep coming back to the same shit. That's really Cause, powerful. Because people are not changing in here and, and in here. And people don't change in here and in here. If they don't change on, on the inside, the outside is still going to be the same. Just mm-hmm. maybe in a little bit different, you know, version or something like that. But it's going to all be the same. Cyclical, we're going to all yeah. be doing the same thing. And guess what? Then we're going to all go insane. And there's going to be a bunch of people who are insane and not being insane in, in, in a bad way, but the true definition of ins- in, insanity is doing things over and over and over and over again and expecting a different mm-hmm. result. And that's what mm-hmm. we're doing. Mm-hmm. Doing the same thing over and over again. And we're already insane, insane, right? Yeah. Yeah. We're like, we're all insane to some degree, you know? Uh-huh. So, Damn. So, so, that, so like, that's my number one advice. Like we need, we need to really value personal growth. Mm. mental growth spiritual mm. growth emotional growth mm. um and intelligence you know mm. um mental growth i don't know if i already said that you know no, like do, growth, no say it twice like, it's important yeah, <laughs> like growth growth in all areas you know yeah. like all areas of who you are we need to value personal growth personal development mm. you know because if we all stop growing then we all remain stagnant and if we all remain stagnant because we are the world, we are the people, if we do this, this whole world will remain stagnant. Mm-hmm. And a stagnant world to me doesn't seem like a good world. Nope, not it's what no I want longer, to It's no longer evolving, mm. you know? And evolving is just not what money and finances, because a lot of people think that's the only evolution you need to be. No, mm. evolving is in all areas of life. Wow. So we can evolve. And that's why I tell people, this is bigger than Black Lives Matter. Mm. This is bigger than police um, police brutality. We need to fix all this shit we fucked up in the world when it comes to the environment, when it yep. comes to these animals, wow. when it comes to sugar, when it comes yes. to food, <laughs> when it like when it comes to um, mm. being paid seven twenty five mm. and your and your the lowest apartment in your city is eight hundred dollars and you still maybe got a kid or you still got other bills. We need to fix all. We need to fix this shit. Is fucked up across the board. <laughs> You know, it's fucked up across the board, but you yeah. know, but but you know what, what we do as as humans, we ignore problems we need to fix, and we ignore problems we 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 know we have to fix mm. because we are lazy. We're lazy, and yeah. then you know what 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 we do? We leave it for the but for the millennials to yep. fix. Yeah, and now Gen for, Z for Gen Z to yep. fix them or Gen, Gen X Y. You know, yeah, you know, we're like, you know what? We don't want to deal with this anymore. Wow. Let the next person do it. Yeah, you know, just as simple as people who leave weights on the weight board in the gym because mm. they're too lazy to put it up. Just mm. that's, that that little subconscious programming mm. right there is gonna play a lot of factors into your life now because now you're gonna think that you can just leave stuff all around and someone's going to pick it up after you. Mm. We got to think on that level. We got to pick up you our know? own fucking trash. Yeah. And, and our ancestors' trash that. and our yeah. traumatic... It, it's up, yeah, we, we all need to pick it up together because guess what? Mm-hmm. If we all pick it up to, together, it's going to be 
cleaned up faster. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's not fun cleaning cleaning your whole house by yourself, right? But if you got people with you, if you got people. You might have a party cleaning up now. There you go. You have fun, you know. There you like, go. That's, that's my whole thing on it. You know, mm-hmm. like we gotta do this all together because by the end of the day, this world is our house. It's the human mm-hmm. house. We mm-hmm. all live in it, and and if we're all divided in this house. We're not going to accomplish anything. Right. This house might be destroyed. Right. This house might never be here anymore for right. our future kids, you know? Mm-hmm. And they're not mm-hmm. going to have a house to live in now. We don't want the same fucking shit to happen to them. I mean, goddamn, I do not want to be 60 years old fucking looking at the same protest signs. Like, this really is up to us. It really is up to this younger generation, you know? And, and it is cool to see the older generation getting on board when they can, but... I think what makes you so special, and again, like, thank you for coming and saying this and talking about this. You have no fucking obligation to be teaching a white girl anything or or giving your point of view to anything, but you do, and you lead with love, and your spirit is so honest and pure, and and I think you're going to make such an impact. Like this is just beginning for you. Like this is just the beginning and I'm so excited to see where you go. And I hope we stay in touch because we didn't even get to talk about all the other shit I wanted to talk about with you. We got to. We'll we'll be here for a four hour, might be the best four hour podcast ever. We're going to talk about all your dancing, your spirituality, your upbringing. Like we got so much to talk talk about. about but, so, but but like but let me just say, I'm not trying to be anyone's leader. No, yeah. You know, I'm not trying to be anyone's voice. You have your own voice. Mm. You know, you like you have your own platform. Mm. You know, I'm not trying to be. I'm I, like I'm not trying to be any of that. Mm. I'm I'm just trying to be a guy who is willing to walk with you down this path, down mm. down down these gray areas. Mm. You know, so so you don't get lost, and so I don't get lost. I'm just trying to be your guide, and you be my guide, and let's just walk together. You know, Damn. to make a better world. You know, yeah. like even Mar- even Martin Luther King had a mm. team. You mm. know, but he was the face per se, sure. but he, but there was Martin Luther Kings in every single city and, 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 and every single state. And they all were contacting each other, calling each other. It was a whole organization. It was just mm. Martin Luther King. It was a whole team. <laughs> right. It's not like, 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 it's not just Amazon. Well, it's, it's not just the CEO of Amazon. It's the whole company. It's not just the CEO of Apple. It's the whole company that makes this stuff work. Mm-hmm. But the biggest part you need to realize is that if your foundation is not strong in that mm. company, in that business, in and in, in your life, in the world, the whole thing gonna fall because the foundation is the strongest part. And what I have come to realize is the foundation is the people. Mm. We yeah. are the foundation. Absolutely. Me, you, A-list celebrities, mm-hmm. government officials, mm. people in high powers, the the homeless person, the cat down the road, you know, <laughs> we are all that foundation. Yeah, right. we might have have different um different positions in that pyramid, but we are all the foundation. Right. And I just want to tell everybody, if we start treating everything, which is animals, peoples, um animals, people, businesses, things in general, everything in the world, if we treat everything with respect, mm. love understanding this world would be a better place if we mm. treat everything in this world everybody in this world like they're at the top of the pyramid wow 
a lot of these problems we will never talk about again. Sarah Almighty, I know you don't you don't plan on becoming a public speaker, but I think you just can't help your damn self because it just comes out so naturally. It does. Um, I want to make sure our listeners, our confidants know that uh, your GoFundMe, your Cash App, all of that's going to be linked below. And I truly would love to have like a part two to this to talk about you know, what's, what you're doing moving forward in your dance. I want to play some of those videos on here. I saw your Instagram yeah. where you fucking yeah. dance and pop and lock yeah. and shit. Um, but I so appreciate you. I hope you make it out to LA so I can make you dinner and shit and you can hang out with us and we can, of course, we make some buy. salmon, some wild yes. caught salmon. <laughs> hey, I don't, hey, I'm, hey, I'm going to say wild caught. I'm going to say wild caught. You're not, you're not, you're not giving me it no has farm to be. salmon. Hell no. We don't support fish farms. You don't do that. Not in this house. See, we don't do that. See, but that's, but that's, but that's all, all these things we have to fix. It trickles down to Black Lives Matter. Yeah. It trickles down to systematic racism. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, it, like it trickles down because black people have mm -hmm. more poor jobs, which mm -hmm. affect them and they're getting paid way less, especially if you, uh, black women, you know, it's, it's stuff like it all trickles down, you know, and it, like, it's like we it almost can't down. do anything until black lives matter. Like we can't fix this shit until we treat people the same way that we value lives the same way. And that's feels like the first step is like, be a decent yeah. fucking person, be a decent yeah. human being, care about yeah. another person's life, care about yeah. their experiences, put yourself in that uncomfortability that you talk about that yeah. people are so afraid to feel. Yeah, and like just one last thing, even mm -hmm. like the educational system, when they teach us surface level stuff about African Americans, mm -hmm. I don't even want to say African Americans, but Africans and Native Americans, mm -hmm. they teach us surface level stuff ab mm -hmm. uh, about them, but not the roots. Mm -hmm. The first thing we think of, and even I do, and even my black people think uh, when they see, uh, well, when we talk about African Americans, is that we were slaves, right? Right. That's the number one thing you think about mm -hmm. when you see black people is that we're slaves. Mm -hmm. No other race is what is that is where you see that as mm -hmm. the main that factor of, right. of who they are. Right. But we, we were change just that slaves. Shit. Right. We were kings. We were mm. queens. We mm. were pharaohs. Mm. Now stop playing mm. with us. You know, pharaoh. You know, like, Pharaohs, you know, we were doctors, we were lawyers, we were, you know, like, like, like we were nurses, you know, like we mm. were accountants, you know, like, mm. we, like we were people, we had a culture. And that seems you like know? even something that, you know, people that listen to this podcast, that age that you can even look at, like, look around at your school, look into your college. What are you learning? What is your, what is your community actively teaching? Are they doing the efforts to teach that culture and that history integrated into your university or into your high school. Like that feels like something on a level that's attainable and reachable to young people. That feels like that's something in my neighborhood that I do every single day that I can look into and talk to people about like, Hey, why do we keep learning about Christopher Columbus over and over again and keep making like hand turkeys? Stop every talking year? about him. <laughs> Stop <laughs> it. Like, what? We want, we do want to erase some histories. Okay. Like we're, we've talked to, talked about, talked through it. Um, yeah. So like, so like we were inventors, mm -hmm. you know, we invented a lot of stuff yep. that we use today, but and people, people but, don't even know, but white people and not you white people, but, white but people back then they, yep. they took all the credit because mm -hmm. we, we, we were their pet. Mm -hmm. So when, so when the pet made, made an invention, made an idea, they didn't get any credit for nope. it. Nope. You yep. know, 
like pie people are smart as fuck yeah. come on now like yeah. i'm playing you know like, we're smart as fuck we're very yeah. creative human beings just like yeah. just look, look at, at our culture. fashion just look, look at, at music our, yeah we're look at creative. food yes come on now yeah and we take and like, everything we fucking take like, it and we put our name yeah, on it and, and then we sell it for cheap yeah and, and, and it's stopping our, our face where where y'all bash everything that we are culturally and to this new culture that we created now mm-hmm. but y'all want to use it's just like mm-hmm. locks when locks mm-hmm. was like oh, yeah. you when locks was like you were an ugly homeless black person raggedly um whatever you were you know i i've had people when i used to uber tell me i should never like white people i should never get locks because it's ugly as fuck and it's it it says a certain thing about a person and now we have like coachella and white exactly girls. and or like white girls with locks and like you could do that too honey you know you could do that too. but respect but it sucks. Yes. the culture and where it came from and acknowledge what we have done to black people yeah. with locks and have yeah. said and about it, them and, and like it sucks when everybody in the world can express their culture, but black people can't because our culture is looked down upon, even though everybody steals from our culture. Yeah, everybody wants to be a part of it without you know the, through the the life of a black person. Yeah, they just yeah. So it's, it's so it's a lot. And then to everybody that's listening, um, I'm a dancer. <laughs> like I'm a dancer. Like that's my true gift. That's my true passion. And I know everybody wants me to be this activist and I'm more of a speaker, a public mm-hmm. speaker than more of an, of an activist. And at the same time, I'm still trying to learn what an activist is. Mm-hmm. And there's so, and there's sections to activism as well. There's not just, one, there's extreme activism. There's, you know, right. like, like yeah. there's different levels. So I'm still, so allow figuring it to, out. allow me to figure it out. Like allow me to have time to think about, which type of activist I I might be, or I or or I would be, you know, or will be. Yeah. You know? Like let me have time, but right now I'm gonna focus on doing what I love and what I do, and doing what I love is being an artist, being a designer, being a dancer, mm. because they, because that is the person that went to Mary Square. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like that, like that is mm. the Keith Jordan, aka Pharaoh Almighty, that everybody fell in love with that mm-hmm. artist, that creator. So let them artist. be yeah. that. Yeah. Let me be that. Because if you try yeah. to shame me to something else, I won't be the person that y'all all were yeah. inspired by. And you you're holding on to it. You you've been very adamant about holding on to who you are and your truth. Yeah. And I think people are listening. And I think that's yeah. really important for yeah. for you. And I know you're yeah. you're gonna do yeah. it. But yeah, and 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 I can save the world. I can be the next Martha the King. I can be the next Malcolm X. I can be the next Jesus. You know, people have told me that too. I can be this Messiah. I can be this prophet, you know, that saves the world, that helps the world, that helps everybody there. But if I'm not happy and if I lose myself, Mm -hmm. if I lose myself in this process of of trying to do everything, Mm -hmm. you know, what good will it be if I lose myself? And I love what you just said, like, let you be the activist that you are going to be like, let us give you space to figure that out. This happened two fucking weeks ago. Like you need time to like, it's learn. not a sprint. No, it's not a sprint. It's a journey. It's a marathon. You know, and I'm confident. Flow. Yeah. I'm confident that you're going to figure it out. All right. Well, yeah. shit. Thank you so much again <laughs> for talking with me, for giving me the time. And I, like I said, I hope we stay linked up. I hope we can do a part two in a, in a little mm. bit when you, when, you know, you've, you've, you've mm. through the media circus that is your life right now. And, 
Uh, I, I so appreciate you and um, confidants. Don't forget to uh, follow the links below that I'm going to include for Pharaoh Almighty, G. Jordan Jr. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure talking to you. And uh, confidants, we will see you next week. All right. Y'all be safe. Cool. Bye.